Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6pm Eastern on either the Convention of States Facebook page or the Convention of States Project YouTube channel. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Welcome to a special edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I'll be your host for this episode. And as you might notice, we're at a beautiful, undisclosed location, <clears throat> the Terriol River Ranch in Colorado. We are here for a COS uh, strategy meeting with the national team members. Ooh, that sounds really, really secretive. But we're going to give you a sneak peek. Don't worry, we're going to be interviewing some of the staff members. We're going to find out why they put their lives, their their fortunes, and their sacred honor on the line to call the very first Article 5 Convention of States. We have a video update from Nebraska, and we have, of course, as always, our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew. Well, here we are in a beautiful place, Terriol River Ranch in Colorado. It's been quite an opportunity to get together to meet with the whole national staff to be able to fellowship, to be able to learn and talk about all the things that are happening, all the things that you guys are doing. And right now, of course, I'm here to give some stuff away. I'm wearing a cool shirt, We the People Decide, and that's what we're going to give away today if you're the one who gets the answer to our Article 5 trivia question today. And on the back of my shirt, you know, the jacket, by the way, is coming swag. This is a pretty sweet soft shell jacket. It's not on the store yet, but sometime you'll be able to get one of those jackets. But for now, if you don't win the shirt and you need a shirt, go to shopconventionofstates.com and you can get a whole bunch of stuff over there. Take a look. You'll be pleased because every time I wear the COS gear, people stop. They give me the thumbs up and say, yeah, right on. They make up stuff or they just get into a really great conversation. So it's great to be wearing the gear. I'm happy to be wearing it everywhere I go. Now for the question. Now, we are all here supporting the Constitution. The Constitution is a thin little document. And there's one provision in there that allows for a convention of states. And the Convention of States, of course, is enshrined within the Constitution. My question for you today is where in the Constitution does it authorize a Convention of States, the fact that we can let the states propose amendments to our incredible Constitution? I'll be back a little bit later in the show to tell you the answer. Hopefully you'll win the shirt. Get your fingers working on those keyboards. Get the comments going. Participate, because it's going to be a great show today. Thanks, Mike. Well, now we're going to transition to talk to some of the COS staff members. So uh, just tell us your name, uh, tell us the state you live in, and the role you do with Convention of States. Hi, I'm Wendy Damron, and I live in South Carolina. I'm Andrew Barkman, and I live in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. Andrew, that's a really good name. I'm Jordan Sillers. I'm the senior staff writer, so I manage the, the blog and emails and things like that. Uh, I live in Texas, and this is Hannah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hannah Sillers. I do graphic design for Convention of States. We're from Tyler, Texas. I'm Kimberly Snyder. And the state? Montana. Montana. And what do you do for Convention of States? I work in uh, external relations with systems administration, and I also am executive assistant to Mark Meckler. 
I'm the National Block Walk Coordinator, so we're developing block walking teams around the country to spread the Convention of State's message, uh, get petitions signed, and also really grow the grassroots army as giving people an opportunity to get involved. I work in external relations, which means I help raise the money, uh, so that helps support the grassroots, helps pay for our technology and all the great apps that we have and, and uh, the materials that we can pass out uh, to our legislators and, and uh, to get other people on board. So it's, uh, it's great being part of the organization to be able to help that way. Simon Percival, I live in North Carolina and I'm the Chief Technology Officer. Ooh, the Chief Technology Officer. Tell us a little bit about that role that you, and what you do. A very essential part of our mission is the data and how we use it, the systems around it. So it's our responsibility, my department, to uh, make sure that we our data is top-notch, cleaned up, and we have the systems effective to be able to complete our mission in a most efficient manner. We are here with the Monica Sellers. I live in Ohio and I am privileged to be the regional director of our blue states, mostly out east. Uh, we have uh, the great state of Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Massachusetts, and then Illinois. And so I'm the regional director, so I kind of help coordinate all of the activities and work with our state leaders in those states. I am here with Kelly Campagna, our social media director. So tell us a little bit about that and what, how you apply that to uh, Convention of States. Yeah, well one of the things that we have issue with, obviously, as everyone knows, is social media censorship. and. Mm -hmm. Uh, social media companies cracking down on what conservatives can say and it's not even just conservatives necessarily as much as it is, it is anybody who deviates from the agenda that has been set forth by the overlords so that's always a hurdle that we're having to jump through there's always every morning there's something new producer G behind the camera knows I've yeah. and we've had a couple of calls of me being panicked what do we do so um, that's something just being able to be flexible and work, uh, you know, kind of on the fly, you know, you got to be able to turn on a dime because w the way w things are one day, two days later, this has literally happened two days later, it's all blown up in your face and you have to re-strategize uh, and figure out what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, that's what my job is. We are here with Jonathan Viad the regional director of the past states, and you also might recognize his face from COS at home, always interviewing the... Uh, the, the, the biggest, the, the headline supporters and endorsers of Convention of States. Sure, well, you know, most people may not recognize me because I think more people recognize my co-host O'Malley than they actually recognize me. I was originally from New Jersey. That's how I got started with Convention of States. I started off as a district captain, eventually became state communications coordinator and state director of New Jersey. Uh, so when I was brought on to the national staff to be this the past states regional director, taking the torch from Rodney Huckleberry, it was a big change for me because, you know, when you're in New Jersey and you're in a deep blue state like that, you're just focused on, all right, what do I have to do to pass the resolution? And when you get to the past states, obviously their makeup is a little bit different. They're more red states, right? So you kind of change your, your mentality, but there's so much more that we can do because passing the resolution is just the first step. And many people think, okay, I'm done, I can go home, but really that's just step one. So there's a lot of things that we've been doing in the past states that we can continue to advance the cause for Convention of States and really start to build a culture of self-governance in those states. Yeah, okay, and what's your favorite takeaway being here at the Terry All River Ranch? Oh my gosh, just getting together with all of the Convention of States family, nothing better, just having conversations from morning till night, and we're all just planning for liberty and sharing stories of what's working, how we can be more effective. We've been talking about the future of Convention of States and what we can do and how important 
our viewers are and our, our grassroots are. It's really all about them. The biggest takeaway is that Colorado has the best weather. <laughs> best weather, a takeaway for you? Uh, it's just great being, uh, seeing everyone in person, I would say. That's the, the, the best thing. We went on a pretty cool two-hour horse ride yesterday uh, through like the back country of Colorado and seeing the mountains and the uh, hills and trees and, I don't know, just wildflowers. It was really, really cool. Well, besides that, it's just super gorgeous and we got this amazing horseback ride yesterday and we got to see Pikes Peak and all these mountains around us. Like, that was amazing. But I also just love being with my coworkers because we all are remote. So getting to be here with everybody and just hang out and cut up and play games. Last night we were uh, sitting around and we got, I got a ukulele out and somebody else got a guitar and we were all just like playing John Denver and singing our hearts out. It was just so much fun. You can't beat being in the mountains. It's absolutely gorgeous here. But the one thing that stands out for me is the fellowship. Uh, this is a family affair that I've never worked in an organization that felt so tight. Everybody working for everybody else. Everybody talks to everybody. Uh, and everybody has a kind word to say about everybody else. It's, and it's an amazing environment to work in. So beautiful. Um, I've never been to Colorado before, so I feel blessed. And just to be able to um, be with all the other staff people in person, many of whom I've talked to for a year on the phone, but I've never actually been able to meet. And so it's just been fantastic. The biggest? The biggest takeaway. That I'm not a cowboy. <laughs> I tried. I really tried, but I, I'm not a cow. No, all, all kidding aside, uh, the biggest takeaway for me is that I'm, I feel truly blessed to be a part of such an amazing organization, fighting for our country. You know, I, I just had uh, my first child 19 months ago, my daughter Erin, and to me, I got into Convention of States seven years ago in 2014 because I love my country and I wanted to do everything to preserve it for future generations. But as you know, when you become a parent, right. things the stakes are just that much higher. So I'm so thankful to be with such amazing patriots like yourself and the amazing patriots at home doing everything we can to save our country. Most political groups, especially on the conservative side of the spectrum, feel just like you. Their heart is broken for the country. They want to do something. And just like the Tea Party, they go to build the temple and the walls that they've seen fall down. Washington, D.C. But what they learn is what Mark learned. You can elect new leaders in there that have the same passions we do, but D.C. won't change. And I think, as I've reflected on this and reflected on Nehemiah, in Nehemiah's day, the symbol of Jerusalem was super important to the promise of God to his people. Because it was there that the temple was. It was there that the king resided. And so it was there that the promise of God that the people of Israel would inherit a land that they would be sovereign over was found. And so for Nehemiah, if the walls of Jerusalem weren't there, then it was at threat to be overtaken again. And we need to rebuild these walls. So people in our kind of familiar perspective in politics in the United States think that our temple 
is Washington, D.C. But you guys have seen something better. The temple of American rule and government and liberty and freedom are the people. The people. found Mark. He's, he's a hard man to track down, but we see him. He's uh, looking pretty comfortable there with Bud. Why don't we talk to him? All right, we are here with the Mark Meckler, the president and co-founder of Convention of States. Mark, uh, we caught you up here just basking in all this glory uh, in Colorado here at the Terrial River Ranch. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, when they say God's country, they're definitely talking about this place. Uh, this is incredible. We're up in the Rockies. We're at uh, about 8,500 feet, surrounded by natural beauty. We're sitting up here on this rocky outcropping, a beautiful setting. And I'm looking out, there's a beautiful lake out in front of me, huge peaks around me. We're at 8,500, that's probably 11,000 feet we're looking at over there. And surrounded by people I love, I mean, because we got the whole COS staff here with us, which is an extraordinary opportunity for camaraderie, for fellowship, and for planning what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're not here in Texas, though. We're in Colorado. You are a Texan. So why did you decide on Colorado instead of Texas? Well, one, just to be clear, 
Colorado is cowboy country too. So yeah. we're okay being here, but really the real reason was God had a plan. And so we have some friends and supporters, the Woodfords, and they own this ranch here, Terry All River Ranch. And it's a ranch that's dedicated to uh, ministry, which is ministering to people who do ministry. And they're supporters of our organization. They saw what we do and they have this idea that people who are in the fight uh, for the country, for souls, for God, work so hard and often don't take any time to recharge themselves. Hard to do, right? And so they make this place available for organizations like ours, mostly ministry organizations, which, you know, we are behind the scenes, mm -hmm. and they make it available for people like us. So this was really just a God thing. We met the Woodfords. They, they've been saying for three years, you need to come out, you need to come out. And so we finally, everything lined up, and we made, made it out here. And I think the staff's enjoying themselves. I think so too. I mean, how could you not enjoy yourself with this amazing view? And then of course, like you said, the camaraderie and being able to be with all the staff. So for you, what has been the highlight so far? Or what are a couple of highlights if you want? Yeah, I mean, for on a super personal level, for me, being on a horse is the place I'd rather be anywhere <laughs> than anywhere in the world. And so I've been able to ride every day that we've been here at least a couple of hours. This morning, I'm getting ready to go out and do a probably a half day ride, about four, four and a half hours on horseback. When I do that, I, all the stress fades away. The world fades away. The rhythm of the horse, the sound of the hooves, of course, the beauty of nature. I just, I've always loved that. It's been a place where I go to for solace. Uh, Winston Churchill said, there's something about a horse on the outside that's good for a man on the inside. I totally agree with But we're a virtual organization, never coming together, never being able to break bread, never being able to, you know, reach over and touch somebody on the shoulder. I miss that because we're virtual. So to get everybody together is a really big deal. And then, of course, you just have experiences. Uh, we had a... Uh, a pastor come out, Israel Daniels, who's a has a worldwide ministry rescuing people from the sex trade and a lot of other things. Having him come here tell us his story. Uh, he was a Muslim. He was saved. He was living in Africa. But hearing about how he made it to the U.S. and how he so boldly answers the call, that's a peak moment for me. We're in the fight, and we're in the fight for you. It's rare we do something like this because we spend all our time in the fight and we want you to know when I say we're in it for you, we appreciate you. You guys are doing the hard work of Convention of States. You're out there. You're actually in the field. You're dealing with legislators. You're recruiting new activists. People have to make a choice nowadays. They're going to stand up or they're going to stand down and we're going to lose the country, but you're standing up. So I want you to know when we come and do something like this, it's to recharge our batteries so that we can better serve you in the fight that the country's facing right now. And I'm confident God has a plan for us, and I believe we're going to prevail.
in our corporate pyramid, our organizational pyramid, it's upside down. The point is on the bottom, it balances on the point. And the reason that we flip that pyramid upside down is I'm the CEO or the president, grand poobah, whatever you want to call me. My job is to serve you. And when I say you, I mean you personally, like you individually, every grassroots activist, every state director, every district captain, and ultimately, really at the very top of the pyramid, the new person who just signed up and said, I want to volunteer. To us, that's the top of the organization. That's the person that matters the most. That's everything should be focused on. Every person in this room knows that. Everybody has that in their heart. Everybody has this burning fire inside of them, the desire to serve. And it's especially important right now in American history because it's not pleasant to say, but we're at war. There is a war going on. There is literally a civil war going on. You could call it a cold civil war, but it is a war, no doubt, for the survival of the country. There are people in this country, a lot of them, millions of them, who believe that the United States of America is fundamentally evil, born of sin, incapable of ever turning the corner and becoming better, becoming what it should be. They don't understand the founding principles. Then there's you. You individually sitting there in your living room or in your den or in your office or maybe watching in your car on your cell phone, then you believe the exact opposite. And what you believe is that this country was founded on eternal principles that are good, that are righteous, that are what make our nation the most exceptional nation in American history. That's who you are. I know that about you. I don't have to know your name. I don't have to have ever met you. If you're watching this, I know you believe those things. And there is a war between those two sides. And I'll just say it bluntly. It's a war war between good and evil. And I intend everything I can, all these people intend to do everything they can to fight to make sure that good prevails. Will good prevail? We don't know. That answer doesn't belong to us. John Quincy Adams said that duty is ours, but the results belong to God. So if duty is ours, the question is, what do we do to execute on that duty? What does it mean that duty is ours? And what it really means is that sometimes you're going to do things, and this is one of those times that may not even benefit you. They may not benefit you today. They may not benefit you during your life, but you're going to do them because they are the right thing to do. Duty is doing the right thing under all circumstances, even when it may not benefit you personally. And that's what we're all doing. And that's what you're doing. And you're writing a story and you're participating in American history. And you have a choice to make. You've already made this choice, but all of us, every one of us in this room, everybody in this country has a choice to make right now. And the choice is stand up and fight or stand down and lose the nation. And you're gonna participate one way or another. You know, you can decide not to decide, and that means you're going to stand down and you're not going to fight, and that means you just chose to participate in the destruction of the nation. We here at Convention of States, you out there on your cell phone, your iPad, in your den, in your kitchen, you've chosen to participate. You are standing up, and that means something, and it means something really important. And when I get up in the morning, and I love coming to work every morning, as do all these people, we think, thank God for you. Thank God for the people who are standing. Thank God for the people who are fighting for America. One last thing. Grassroots, yeah. See, it's, it really is all about you guys. This is where we come from. And so we're going to close with this. We're here because you're there.
There's nothing that we can do without you. When I'm out in the field, even if I'm on TV or I'm in a legislature, you know, I, I say you guys do all the work and I show up and I'm the dancing chicken, right? That's my job. <laughs> you guys do the real work. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll keep fighting for you. Whatever you need, we're here for you. Thanks for being with us tonight. We appreciate you guys. God bless. And we're signing off from Terriel. I want to thank each one of you. Because you, I, I can't repay a debt that I owe each one of you. You are fighting, I have three grandkids now, and I'm, you are fighting for their future. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. I'm eternally in debt to you, and it's a debt I can't repay. Other than to do my best to try and help you in any way that I can. I love you guys. You're amazing, amazing people. Awesome. Well, there you have it. You got to meet some of the staff members here at the, um, the staff retreat, the staff strategy meetings that we did. Um, so we're going to go back to you. I'm back. There's so much action going on around here. It's so fun to be here. I'm glad to take a minute out to be able to talk to you guys and to be actually not sitting in my office, but out in beautiful nature, being able to talk with some of my favorite people about Convention of States. And if you recall, we're giving away a Convention of States t-shirt of your choice. And it's probably already gone because so many of you have got to know the answer to our trivia question for today. And that question, if you recall from earlier on in the show, is that we have the ability to have a convention of states, which is truly a blessing because we know that if we rely on the federal government to pass the kind of amendments that we would like to see passed in order to restrain their power, in order to impose fiscal restraints on them, possibly term limits, those aren't things that they're going to largely embrace. And so a convention of states is in our very thin, important part of Constitution and the place where you can find, it, of course, the answer, Article 5. And Article 5 of the Constitution says there's two parts. One, of course, allows for all the 27 amendments to be made by our legislature, our federal legislature, which is great. However, there is a provision in there that was given to us by George Mason. It came to us so unanimously by the convention, the, excuse me, the Constitutional Convention, that they knew. They knew because what they experienced in England that the federal government had such a potential to become tyrannical that the states needed to control what was going on. Article 5, the second provision, is what allows for a convention of states. And that's our answer today. Congratulations if you're the winner. If not, go to shopconventionofstates.com. Get your own gear because it's a lot of fun to get in those conversations and to wear it wherever you go. Back to you, Andrew. Look, we have featured many of the COS staff here today in this special episode, and you got a sneak peek to see why they are doing what they do, why they've decided to put their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor on the line. The founders knew that there would be a time such as this where we need to call an Article 5 Convention of States to limit the size, the scope, and the jurisdiction of the federal government. But you can't just look to D.C. for the changes to happen. You can't look to us. You need to look in the mirror because the founders knew it could only come to reality when we, the people, stand up. So go to www.conventionofstates.com 
and go to the take action portion of the page. Join a local team. Get involved in this fight for liberty. We need you on the front lines. Well, we'll see you next week for another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. Thank you for joining us. This has been the podcast version of COS Live, originally broadcast on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States Project YouTube. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.